0: let's talk digital Yo. we are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks changes transformation a local digital marketing podcast conversing with industry experts and doing excerpts about the exception hosted by audrey Naidu.
1: sit back relax and enjoy. i'm really looking forward to what's coming up in south africa in the next couple of months and years Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Digital with myself Audrey Naidu. Today we have a special treat for you—one of the world's most powerful women in tech internationally. We will be talking about the next frontier and how Facebook is preparing for the future. Welcome to the podcast, Nuno.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Audrey. Such a pleasure to be with you today.
1: It's an honor and a privilege to have you with us. And I know you're such a role model to myself and I'm sure a lot of female leaders around the world.
0: Thank you so much for that. Thank you.
1: Luna, you have been named by Fortune magazine as one of the top 50 most powerful women internationally in 2018 and 2019. You have over 30 years experience in business leadership, marketing and advertising and infrastructure development across the Africa region. And the list is endless. In 2015, you joined Facebook as head of Facebook for Africa. And as a mm-hmm. female leader in tech, what do you contribute your exemplary achievements to?
0: Wow, well, that, that is such a, a, a big question. I, I, I think it's a philosophy around life. Um, so if you ask me, Did I ever think I was going to be in tech? No. Did I ever think I was going to be in advertising? No. Did I ever think I would be able to do some of the things that I've done? I think I, I would say no to all of that. But I think I would really put it down to the motor that I live by, just the ability to always open myself to opportunity and to be able to try new things. So that has been my guiding light. Um, And I think I have given myself the permission to be able to try new things. And in trying new things, sometimes you fail and sometimes you do succeed. So if you talk about all of those things, I have really just given myself the opportunity to be able to try new things. I spent a, a huge amount of time in advertising and in marketing for years and I enjoyed that very much. And at some point I just gave myself also the opportunity to try um, this tech space that we're gonna be talking about today. And that has also been very fulfilling for me. So it's just the ability for all of us to always try something new. And at some point I decided to sit on boards uh, that allowed me to grow too into areas that I was not very familiar with. So to to mention a few, worked in infrastructure because it was something that I did not know and understanding how economies work and how infrastructure is so important to developing economies I gave myself permission to explore that area so it's the idea of just always keeping an open mind and being able to explore new frontiers
1: now that's amazing but when you are not in tech and advertising what do you do for fun when you're not being a fearless leader
0: I wish I had something exciting to do, I, I read a lot, I, I, I do find comfort in reading books uh, and I think I learn a lot and I think it just expands the mind and by the way I don't read anything intellectual, I just love biographies and sometimes I ra- I like reading what is what I consider intellectual chewing gum. So I read quite a lot, I bake quite a bit, I, I cook a lot and ultimately family is important to me so anything that i do with my family for me is something that uh, i take very seriously so like i look forward to this weekend because i'm actually going to spend time with my family so that is what is important to me so between reading spending time with family love my kitchen um that gives me strength
1: yeah we have something in common also love my kitchen it's a place where <laughs> i de-stress and be more creative
0: Absolutely, I can turn it over and out uh, with cooking and baking, and it makes me relax all the time.
1: Oh, no, that's cool. So Nunu, in terms of today's topic for discussion in understanding the next frontier from a Facebook perspective, what do you see as a key drivers of change, both in the consumer and business space? Audrey, that's
0: such a a broad question, and I think as Facebook, we look at that question in in that broad sense around what's driving humanity today. And really, if you think about what's driving humanity today, two things are driving uh, what we're seeing and what we are interested in as Facebook. I think the first one is really the idea of a much more connected world. So we are a much more connected humanity, And um, we have quite a number of technologies that are driving that, uh, whether you're talking about artificial intelligence, VR, AR. So, those are the technologies that for us are very interesting and I think are going to drive how we as humanity come together don't come together how we view the world and how we develop ourselves and what we feel is important and not important to us so if you look at the idea of being connected as humanity and you look at the technologies that are going to underpin that that connectivity that's what at the center is what is at the center of what we think about is facebook and how we continue to look at the next frontier of um, our place in the world. So let me talk about a few trends that we see um, when I talk about a connected humanity we see people wanting to connect at a a public level. Um, So we have what we call public spaces, and we will continue as Facebook to develop public spaces and what it means for people to come together in public spaces. So our public spaces include things like Facebook and Instagram, and we believe that humanity has that need to connect with one another uh, at that public, uh, uh, what we call the public uh, arena. And more and more, what we're also seeing is an equal need an even greater need to connect at a, in a much more private uh, space. So we are developing spaces for individuals to do so. And that's all the technology that we're building around messaging. So messaging is becoming important, how I connect with you on a one-to-one level, how I connect with the business at a one-to-one level, and how I create much more private um, gatherings with people. It may be two people, five people, Ten people, but a lot more private space. So, oh, if you look at our developments over the next uh, couple of years, we will continue to develop uh, what it means to interact at a much more public space in a public space, and what it means to interact and connect in a private environment. So that, for us, uh, th- th- that for us um, continues to become. How we look at how humanity comes together, so that that's the first trend that I want to talk about. The second one is the rise of commerce and um, where commerce is going to go. And uh, for us, this is a big frontier, and we continue to talk about the rise of commerce. Initially, we we're talking about e-commerce, but literally, it is the rise of commerce. And if you talk about the first trend that I'm, uh, I spoke about. Um, i.e. what does commerce look like in a a private space? What does commerce look like in a much more public space? So we will continue to develop and look at how consumers are are, are shopping. What what, what it means to be a consumer uh, in today's world and in tomorrow's world. We will see a world where what it means to be offline and online is gonna blur. And consumers are going to be making decisions at a much more faster pace in this world uh, where commerce is rising. We're going to see what we call discovery commerce. And this is what we believe is the next frontier in commerce. So commerce, you won't go and find commerce. Commerce will find you. And what we are building as Facebook is the ability to bring the high street onto your palm. Um, so you will not look at, if you think about today, uh, when you think about purchasing or what, you, what your life as a consumer looks like, it's sitting in a mall or you're going into a high street where, where you shop. But what we are saying is Facebook is we want to be able to blend that world and your high street will actually take place uh, on your palm or in your hand. So what we be what we bring with Discovery Commerce is you're sitting in that public space, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, you'll be also sitting on a high street because you'll be interacting with your friends, you'll be interacting with your groups, but you'll also be interacting with brands at that at the same level. So brands will find you because brands will understand you better. Brands will understand your journey online better. So brands and um, products will find you rather than you searching for brands. Of course, you will continue to search for brands because in some instances you are looking for something specific. But those brands will also find you because they know what time you're looking to order something to eat at night, uh, when you're likely to want to go on holiday, and the time of the year when you start to make decisions about booking a holiday. So all of those will find you as you navigate uh, your life, either in both a uh, public space or a private space. So discovery commerce is gonna be an important part of how we live our lives um, in this new age. I think the third trend that I will talk about, and I'll stop right there, and uh, we can dive a little deeper into any of those. The, the the last trend that I want to talk about is that of the collapsing funnel, and um and the reason why we believe that the 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 the, the purchase funnel is collapsing, I think as marketers we've always looked at the idea of awareness, and um, being further from consideration and the time when you make a purchase. And I think what online, this online in this connected world and the world where you move from public to private means that the whole decision making process has collapsed. So you have the idea of seeing something today and you literally are three or four clicks away from making the decision to consider it, to purchase it and look at options. And the idea is seeing something today and literally going into a messaging environment and private environment where you ask one or two, three questions and you're ready to make that purchase. So this whole idea that this whole purchase decision is a long one where you have to take someone through logical steps we're seeing that collapsing quite quickly and consumers are considering um making that consideration process a lot faster they move from consideration back to brand people are, are buying from brands that they've never even heard of so the whole idea that you have to sit understand, fall in love with a brand before you can buy sometimes goes away because you are able through some of these connections either on public or a private space, to make that decision that I've seen something, I have conversed, they have my size, they have my uh, what I'm looking for, I'm just gonna make that decision and buy immediately. So those are the three key trends that we continue to build for and continue to look for ideas to be able to push uh, as consumers, drive us into these new frontiers.
1: So no, I think the, those three driving forces are going to have a huge impact and disrupt the traditional advertising model. Mm. What are your thoughts around this? I mean, what should brands be doing in the future?
0: I think brands have got, um, I think it's a a number of brands that are doing um, amazing things in this space. So I I think that it will disrupt certain brands, but it will also allow certain brands to thrive. And um, so if you take two types of brands, I think that there are brands, uh, what I call your traditional brands that are embracing this very well. So much more traditional brands that have always looked at, um, particularly being in retail, they are now fast forwarding towards this omnichannel space very, very quickly. There are new brands that have never even had uh, any form of retail presence that are born in this idea of literally, I'll be able to create, if I'm a, a, a consumer or a creator or a brand maker or fashion maker, I'm literally I can sit on my couch and build a a shop front today and start literally on a digital space build a shop front and be able to trade as of tomorrow so that whole idea really i think how i would like to answer that is that you could see a competition of traditional brands moving into the space very quickly and we're going to see a flourishing of new brands that are suddenly able to go to markets very very quickly because the whole idea of you have to take one step before you take the next before the next that whole idea is gone you can literally create a brand to and tomorrow you can be online and be trading and from a consumer point of view the process of discovery is so much better so much quicker i'm able to discover brand that don't even live in the same area that I am in. As Americans say, they're not even in the same zip code as I am in. The ability to discover brands that are near and near to you, that whole tunnel is suddenly at your fingertips. So I think there's a whole lot of um, thinking that brands have got to do. And I think it's gonna be informed by whether you come from a traditional space or you literally are driving or, or riding this new wave of being able to get to market as quickly as possible
1: i agree i mean i think this is an exciting space for brands it creates new opportunities mm-hmm. for them to redefine themselves but i think for marketers it's an opportunity for them to start thinking and doing things differently i mean i don't see campaigns being uh, in the future where we have like set Uh, timelines on campaigns. We need to be always on if customers are always on.
0: I I love that line so much because uh, you know I've been in this advertising and media space for so long where we would say today we're building for awareness. Tomorrow we're building for this and tomorrow we build this. So we were taking consumers through and I think the, the, the advice that I give to marketers right now is put everything out there, allow the consumer to decide how they navigate. So before we would almost force feed the consumer, that today I'm going to feed you branding, tomorrow I'm going to be trying to convert. Today consumers are moving through that space quickly. So marketers have got to be able to put all of that out front and allow the consumers to be able to drive the speed themselves. Some are going to take a long At time, others are literally going to be interacting with brands in a space of three minutes, space of three seconds, or as we say at Facebook, within a space of three clicks, you move from awareness, consideration to purchase and back to consideration. Uh, So, yeah, everything is at our fingertips. So, yes, we continue to talk about that collapsing funnel. And it's an exciting space for brands. And I think exciting space for newcomers to. Um,
1: yeah, I like the way you mention newcomers because commerce, in my mind, is a grey area, uh, and and the reason why I say that is because of all the changes that are included into this commerce bucket. And and one of the things I want to speak to you about, because I know it's big with Facebook, is conversational commerce. And from our last conversation, you did mention that South Africa is leading in the space. Um, Can you please expand on that?
0: I think as we move on on to uh, spending more time on, on, on this digital platform, The idea before was that, and I, as you know, I spent a lot of time in comms. The idea was always that um, you put out a message and I take that message. I I internalize it and quote that branding. I internalize that message and at some point I will go out to a shop and purchase something. The idea of conversational commerce says that I, as a consumer, I actually do want to have a conversation with you as a marketer so the minute you put something out you may put something out on a public platform take for example Facebook or Instagram I want to be able very quickly to con to communicate with you uh, w- whether I'm asking for size or asking for this I want to be able to get into a space where I can converse with you and that for us Says I want to be able to converse with you because I want to make a decision and that decision process is a lot quicker. So that's why we talk about the collapsing funnel. I want to be able to see something and then move from a public platform like Facebook or even Instagram to go towards messaging. And very quickly, I'm having a conversation with you. Um, is this thing available in this size? Is this thing available in this uh, color? Um, how about this? How about this? And as we have this conversation, I move further and further towards the decision, ma- the decision to purchase. So, so that's where we see the role of conversational commerce. It's just the ability to take a consumer very, very quickly from awareness to consideration to purchase. And we believe that that conversation. I don't want to be talking to somebody, but I just want to be able to allow the technology. To help me take me down to that place where i am comfortable enough to make a decision and the reason why that's why i'm able today to buy from brands that i have not had a long relationship with because i am i can move from a public space where i see this brand conversing with the brand in the next two minutes and within an a minute or so I have all the information that allows me to make that purchase. So that's why we talk about this collapsing of the funnel, that that journey has now become quicker because I'm able to converse. And as I converse, it increases my level of comfort. So that's why we're seeing the role of messaging in particular become so, so important. People want to ask the question, I don't want to leave my couch, but I want to feel like I've had a personal experience with the brand that has enabled me to make that purchase decision.
1: What's your observation in South Africa in terms of how people are using the space? Because I know you have Facebook Marketplace, which is which has launched in 2018. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's quite popular because I myself use it. Um, have you seen some trends or insights coming out in, in you know South Africa?
0: I think we're seeing trends come. Uh, co- yes, we're absolutely. We're seeing trends come through South, South Africa. We're seeing trends. Uh, we also see global trends, and one of the, uh, the 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 most amazing idea is that we're seeing people um, wanting to have the opportunity first and foremost to be able to say, "Hey, I've seen something. Can I have a conversation before I buy?" We did not. When we first launched Marketplace, we had no idea about the level of conversations that people would be having. We just thought it was the idea to bring brands quickly. You can sit on the internet and you make the decision. But what is so important is that people have a relationship with that brand where they can actually converse. So marketplaces become important, whether people are selling um, new brands or they're selling second-hand brands, it's just become an incredible marketplace where you are able to converse, talk, and sell brands. So you don't have to be a merchant here. It also allows you and I to be able to sell goods to each other. So it's not only about you going to buy from a store, you can buy from somebody, you can buy a second-hand couch. So it's just allowed the ability to purchase And to be able to purchase from such various and and conflicting areas in the world. So that's where we see marketplace. And it's an important um, channel for us. And I think it's an important channel amongst people to connect with each other. But it's also an important channel for brands to be able to sell through marketplace.
1: I think the key insight for me from everything you've said is there's a there's a diffusion of boundaries between the public and private space that brands still haven't found a way to tap into, because instead of thinking about it from a silo channel perspective, they need to think about it from an ecosystem, and and you continuously talk about that customer journey and the breakdown of that. Our brands need to seamlessly a shift between the public and private space?
0: Absolutely, I, you, you could, you, you've put it very very well and I, and I think the brands that do well in today's world is the brands that have mastered the, the relationship between public and private spaces and how they talk to consumers in both those spaces and enable them to make those decisions a lot quicker. So I absolutely agree with you. And yeah, the whole idea between pub, public and uh, and private for us at Facebook is so, 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 so important because consumers want more information. They need it quickly. They need it in their fingertips. So the, the, the private channels enable us to do that while the public channels enable us to reach as many consumers as, as we possibly can and allow brands to reach cons- as many consumers as they can and yet take them very quickly to a very very private space that allows them to conclude uh, whatever desire they are looking for mm.
1: so in keeping with our theme of the next frontier um mm. i was doing some research before our our session today and i've just read recently according to mark Um, Facebook is working on AR glasses, codename Orion, in Washington with a target to launch the product between 2023 and 2025. And from what I hear, Facebook is also working on a voice assistant that will control the Orion glasses. When do you suppose this will be available in Africa? And two, is Facebook moving into the gaming space?
0: Uh, two things. Um, we, we try and launch um, products globally. Um, so when Mark talks about the next two to three years, uh, you, you should assume that it will be available uh, everywhere around the world. And most of our products, we tend to launch them, unless there is a specific uh, regulatory reason why we can't launch in a specific market. I think we you have we have to assume that it will be available around the world. But from time to time of course we do have regulatory issues and we try uh, uh, and launch as quickly as possible so this is something that at facebook we are absolutely looking forward to um, over the next couple of years and i think we talk sometimes about our long um our short-term range uh, ideas what we're looking at and what we're looking at uh, from a long-range point of view that for us is certainly something important as as we sit today we do serve gaming quite a lot. So gaming is an important part of our our business. So if you just look at the way uh, we continue to do glasses, we do uh, uh, glasses today that allow you to play games. So as we speak today, we we spend a lot of time around what the experience is, particularly the gaming experience. If you look at most people uh, uh, most people that like to play games, they want to be in that virtual reality world while they play. So that's an important part of what we do today and we'll continue to do in the future. The format that it comes in today um uh, I think will continue to change. So we want to make sure that, At some point, uh, as Mark talks about it, over the next two to three years, it will be as good as just putting a set of glasses. And that for us will be be nirvana. You'll just be able to put a a pair of glasses and through those glasses right now, uh, you'll be able to do a whole uh, host of things. As we speak today, uh, particularly for the gaming community, you know, most of them have our gaming sets. We are very happy with the experience that people have. And you just go into your virtual reality world and you can play as many games as, we, uh, as you can. So we don't build the games as Facebook, but we build the technology that allows people to have some of the best um, experience that they can have. So that for us is absolutely an interesting frontier. And I think it will move from gaming. I think it will move from gaming into what we do every day. This is how we're going to ha- perhaps have meetings in the future. Uh, you and I will literally be able to use this kind of technology to sit in one room and have a conversation. So think about conferences into the future, whereby we're all physically and in a, a, in a manner of speaking, be able to sit in a room while we're all sitting in our homes or in our own offices so think about the next level of computing and that's what we're looking at so you'll be able to play that you'll be able to use that for games but it will have we hope that it will have greater applicability than games but gaming is a very, very important part of um the equipment that we produce at facebook
1: so in the future i don't physically need to go on holiday
0: I think I will still need to go on holiday. I think all of us will continue to want um, to be able to experience things physically. Mm -hmm. um, uh, And I'm looking forward to going on holiday. Although I'm talking to you right now on computer, I'm dying to go on holiday and throw away all this technology and just interact Mm -hmm. with nature. But what we're saying that as as the world continues to come together, Uh, As we work, as we uh, play games, as we have meetings, technology should be able to play a much more important role in bringing us together and also making sure that the experiences that, that we have are even better than we have today. Right now, I'm sitting with you. I can't see you, I'm talking to you, but who knows next time we'll be able to sit in a virtual room and have this conversation.
1: No, definitely. I think what you also saying is that the next level of computing is going to be uh, immersive, interactive experiences.
0: Absolutely, without you having to leave uh, one geography to be able, uh, I, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have to leave a geography to be able to have an immersive experience with you, um, or an, exp- an immersive conversation with you. Two or three or even four other people. So yeah, the the next level of uh, uh, frontier here is the ability to be able to augment our reality, and we're looking forward to to be able to do that in the future.
1: How would you measure the accelerated rate of change within facebook? and And with that question, how how do you gear yourself and the team with this rapid changes continuously uh, happening?
0: Well, that's a difficult question to answer because it it actually feels like we're always in a state of change. And that is, for me, uh, such an interesting space to be. The world is changing quite fast. And at Facebook, what we try and do is try and move the level of computing to the next level. So what you've just spoken about, what we've just spoken about, is the idea that despite how we want to interact. At some point in time, we want to be able to create a new world of interacting. That does not mean I do not want to interact with people on a physical level, but what does it mean for us uh, interacting at, a, at in, in almost a virtual world? So we'll continue to create technologies to do that. Um, and for us at Facebook, I think it, coming back to brands, we want also brands to be able to, to use such technologies to, to advance whatever they need to do. So if you talk about, um, if you look at, at three things of the uh, how we think about technology, I think in one space, it's how we you and I communicate um, together. And I think that in the middle, we will continue to develop technologies where brands Brands like yourself, or if I take APSA as a brand that you represent, what has it been connecting with each other? So we'll be able to drive performance and we'll be able to drive technology there. And then we'll, last frontier is how do we create things? How do we create things as humanity? And I think we will continue to develop in all those frontiers. So we want to be able to push the technology in that area to make it easier for brands to reach consumers, to make it easier for consumers to interact with brands, to be able to, for consumers to buy brands. So we will continue to develop in all those spaces to allow consumers to have a much more immersive experience using technology to be able to live there their lives outside of technology but using technologies as an enabler so we don't anticipate that we're going to be doing everything inside this technology bubble but how do we allow technology how do we let technology enable us to live our lives even in in a better in a better um, space than we are today so all of these are technologies that enable people to have the quality of life that they have and i The reason that is important for me, I I, I don't want to create an impression that we will all be driven by technology. I think technology has got to serve humanity and not the other way around.
1: Mm. Because I I really like what you're saying. And from the start of this conversation, you continuously gravitate towards humanity. Uh, And it goes back to the principles of marketing is putting the customer at the center of everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and, Absolutely, yeah, and not tech. So tech should be used as the enabler. Oh, t-
0: tech should always be an enabler, and and tech should help us advance in whatever we need, in whatever area we need to advance to be better h- humans. Uh, we shouldn't be better at other things. Uh, technology should help us and enable us to be better uh, humanity and create better communities. And if I can just make an example, if we sit today and with the world being what it is, isn't it amazing that technology has enabled us not to build online communities? So it's not about building on, online communities for the sake of technology's sake, but pe- because people have this need to come together and to congregate. Today we cannot congregate because of all sorts of things. I cannot travel to another country But being in a group, uh, technology has enabled us to create these online groups that enable us as humanity to connect with one another. So technology should help us in that, not actually take away from that. So I love the idea of the the growth of groups uh, because suddenly people cannot be together in a physical world because of everything that the world is, our, is about today, but people can create communities online that fulfill the need to be in a community. It does not replace your physical world, but it enables you to be able to create it in a, in using technology and in an environment where in some instances, some things that are born out of technology go back into the real world. And that's when technology is successful.
1: Absolutely. So, Nunu, in closing, what would you like to leave our listeners in terms of preparing for the future or the new frontier?
0: Uh, wow, well, there is just so much to, to think about when you think about the future. And maybe I'll talk um, about some of the things that we look at, face, at Facebook when we, when we think about the future. I think, in a, in, and I'll say this in a, in a in a random fashion. The first thing that we we are going to look at um, as we as we think about the future is is the future of commerce. What does commerce look like in the future? And I think here I want uh, people to think about the fact that technology will help democratize commerce. Uh, if you think about the, the, the technology that we're building, the platforms that we're building, that will allow not only big companies to be able to succeed in commerce, it will allow you and I to, to, to succeed in commerce. So we look at te- how technology will enable all of us to be able to participate in a world that is much more connected. How, what does it mean for me to be able to do something or prepare something that I can sell in Nigeria tomorrow, that I can sell in Rwanda tomorrow, that I can sell to my neighbor right here? So that for me is how we look at commerce going into the future. So let's look at the future and as consumers and look at how these tools are going to enable us to be better at that. So there's going to be so much development around where commerce is and how we interact with each other with the world around commerce so that's the the one thing that i will uh I, I want to think about and as we go into the future as facebook we will continue to look at how communities and how people come together this is such an integral part of who we are as humanity and who we are as human beings i can talk about Some of the most exciting communities that have been built online that have got a real world need. If I just look at Nigeria and child mortality, there's a group of doctors, uh, pediatricians who've come together and their mission online is to bring down child mortality. How amazing is that the technology is now enabling people that sit in faraway places to get messages from some of the most amazing pediatricians that they would not have been able to do. So we will continue to build here around groups and how people come together in life to be able to solve problems that humanity has. And of course, this it's not all about serious stuff. There's gaming, you mentioned gaming into the, into the future. I'm just excited about how gaming is gonna inv- evolve into the future. The whole idea of presence, Today we talk about presence, we can't come together, you and I, because of COVID, but presence going into the future is going to be such an exciting place to be. And as Facebook, we're looking at how to continue to make sure that that experience of presence between you and I, between communities, between gamers, is going to be as real as we can make it. And I can go on about some of the things that we're looking to push the boundaries and we co- uh, technology will enable us to have much better and much richer experiences as human beings.
1: No, no, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. I think this was a stimulating and inspiring conversation as we look forward to the next frontier. Thank you so much. <sighs> Thank you so
0: much. Judy. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Okay.
1: Bye bye. We're excited. You're excited really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and keep some change
0: in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at
1: talkdigitalza.
0: Engage us on our website at talkdigitalza.co.za And who
1: knows you could be featuring on the next one.